0: Hello, you're listening to Talking A Slot, the podcast about growing men having fun playing with toy cars. I'm Scott, and this week I'm joined by my good friend, Gareth Jex, and we're going to reminisce about the time that we revolutionised the UK slot car exhibition industry. That's maybe it. That's a... <laughs> well, you know, you've got to start big, you've got to start big. Um, that to the the background to that very bold claim is that way back uh, in the mid '90s, um, Gareth, you were a promotions manager, whatever it was for the National Slot Car Collectors Club, yeah. uh, and I was I was working at Toyota GB, and it was the 25th anniversary, and we wanted to have an event, uh, and out, out of that kind of soup of ingredients. Uh, you came up with. I think i have got to get that. To you uh, having a, a a big slot car event, yeah. and then the re- the reason that's important, and the thing I, we really want to talk about today is that having done that once, we then were inspired to have a rally because we used to look at the the Spanish events uh, with with envy, rooms full of big tracks with CD stuff on it, and we toyed with going, and then we decided, no, let's. We decided. Sorry, I suggested let's do it right here, uh, and, and then <laughs> I gave you the challenge. So, winding back to the beginning. So, before that, that first one, so the 25th anniversary. Just give us a give, give us a bit of gap. What was the challenge you'd been given by the club, or was it something you wanted to do on your own? Well, I, was it?
1: It, yeah, I mean, I I've, I've been a member of the NSCC for a, a few years. Um, just you know, like everybody, you collect all these things, and you think nobody else does it, and then you come across this club that you suddenly realise yeah there's lots of other beardy-weirdies out there that are doing the same thing so I joined the club etc and it was it was a great club and it was i think um I read one of brian Brian's um articles the other day and uh he was saying you know when it was started it was pre internet mm. and you kind of forget that and it was really was pre internet so it was you know it was a printed journal that came out every month and I remember right in the early days writing uh um an article about collecting MG slot cars. And, you know, I bought all these MG, kind of, and I thought I had quite a good collection. So I wrote a little article about it and I, you know, won the article of the month and got a free slot car, which was great. And that was all good. At the time, I owned and worked at um, a design agency doing exhibitions and events. So that was my background and it kept me pretty busy all the time. But it was obvious that as the club wanted to expand, you know, it was dwindling numbers and all that kind of stuff, we just wanted to get it out there a bit. So we decided we needed an, an event. I mean, there were swap meets, um, all these little swap meets, and the NSCC did organise quite a number of swap meets. But they kind of—I mean, you, you've referenced them in the past. You know, when you go to a swap meet for slot cars, it's it's, you know, it's
0: old men walking around a, a sports hall, yeah. and it's quite dingy, and well, it's not—it's not inviting. Yeah, and, and not to disparage it in the sense that it was what was—it's was what we had, and I think you're quite right. The NSCC. Created and kept that sort of thing going way back when. Um, and interestingly, as a little sidebar, the NSCC are taking over the running of the Orpington swap uh, meet right, yeah. uh, from this autumn, because Phil doesn't want to do it anymore. So uh-huh. there's a kind of a there's kind of a full circle. But by and large, they were a school-stroke village hall yeah. with, some ta- with some tables and people brought crates of cars and you know that sort of. It was perfectly fine, and we all we enjoyed it, but it, there was a chance to do more really for the, the uh, I study. guess
1: from my perspective, I mean, I was, I then joined the committee uh, and responsible <laughs> for promoting and, you know, expanding the membership, if you like, and getting new members. And the only way to do that really was to, was to get in front of the public. And, you know, unless you knew about these swap meets, there was no way you were going to go and just happen upon them. It needed to be something bigger, better, bolder, more razzmatazz, more, well, more everything really. So, that's what I suggested to the committee, um, that we do a big event. And naively, I guess, um I thought it'd be relatively straightforward. Um and uh we started looking for a venue. And that was that was the biggest problem actually, the finding the venue. Because I remember we started, we said, right, okay, we'll go to the NEC N- um, NEC in Birmingham, yeah, you know, somewhere central in the middle of the country and everybody can come, blah blah blah. Uh, well i mean they wanted telephone numbers which i kind of knew i should have known because that was my job kind of thing so i knew that wasn't going to happen so we think that Gaden or something like that they were all too expensive but so it nearly fell flat straight away um and then you and i started talking because we used to race at farnham um slot club which i don't know where they are well you went the other week did you not Barmbura. you must come along. Yeah. I haven't been yet. I know I, I, you must I must go actually. I, I might I, need to I, I, go I, the car.
0: The subtext of but... this is to is to draw you back into the that's a whole other podcast about yeah, about you giving up slot Yeah.
1: So anyway, so we got chatting and you said
0: I i I'm pretty sure you said it in the car or something like that.
1: Yeah, you we you were. We were talking about this the other day, weren't we? So we went to the Abergavenny slot rally in Wales. Mm-hmm. And on the way back no, it wasn't the you sort of, So anyway, whatever it was, we were chatting, and you said, "Oh, wait, I could do it. We could do it." At my office, and I sort of said, "Yeah," you because know, I knew you quite well at the time, but I'd never been to your office, and I thought, "Yeah, it's not really going to cut it." And I'm thinking, I'm picturing my office—you know, a few desks and uh-huh. tables and a few drawing boards—and I'm thinking, "No, nah, that's not going to work." And, but anyway, he so said, "Come down, have a cup of coffee." So off we went to Epson, and I had look around your office, and then. And you said paint a picture, which I'll try and do. So if for nobody that's been, I guess a lot of people haven't been to Toyota at Epsom, it's a big office, beautiful, on its own, surrounded by a little moat and all that kind of stuff, big car park, blah, blah, blah. And you walk in and basically you've got a Toyota stroke Lexus car showroom surrounded by people's offices. Cars hanging from the ceiling, marble floors, lots of glass, cafe, everything. It was like... Okay, I completely and utterly underestimated Scott's office. Actually, this is perfect. So, once we had that, the rest kind of, kind of followed on. Really. So, like you said, thanks to you. If we, if we hadn't got that office and that venue, it definitely wouldn't have happened. I don't think. Or if it did happen, it would have been not as yeah. spectacular. So.
0: Well, I mean, not to say. I mean, I think that's. It's like a lot of these things. It was a happy coincidence. It was that like you did your job building exhibition stuff and so you had all those contacts and experience i did my job that happened to be in a building and for reasons that i've never fully understood they let me <laughs> turn it over for the weekend i think
1: it was well, about like your corporate social responsibility or
0: something i think i think i may have i mean that's the trojan horse i may have used to get it to get it through yeah. um but then so what is interesting to me is because I, I, the way i summarize it is is that you know I kind of went, yeah, look, yeah, you can do it here. But, of course, the work of turning an open plan, I mean, a large open plan area that was sort of three storeys high and sort of glass on three sides, and then the other sides were effectively open plan offices. Yeah. So although it looked like a big space that you could do that, there, was a, there wasn't easy to just put in some tracks and some tables. Um, no, no we had, so, I, and that, I basically
1: went begging to all my suppliers and people like that, and we we cobbled together walls i mean i think we probably put up about 100 meters of walls just to you know i didn't want anybody sort of wandering around your offices nicking paperwork and actually nicking your diecast collection <laughs> <for> the cabinets <laughs> and all that kind of stuff
0: but, and when you see walls we should emphasize these were floor to first floor so they were what 20 feet high maybe more yeah there kind of were big yeah. walls yeah there
1: yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. Right. It, it all had to be sort of secured and um and that, if I'm honest, that was one of my biggest concerns was obviously a lot of the people that were coming, we would know. But actually, the whole point of doing this event was to get people there that were new, that we didn't know. And, you know, mm-hmm. families, kids, older, you know, ind- whoever, we wanted to get them all down there new. So I wouldn't know them. Um, and, you know, we had no idea who was actually going to come. And I, it was interesting. I was reading Brian's article about it the other day because, you know, it's, this is going back some time now and we, you know, my memory's not as good as it used to be but i remember even saying um we managed to get an advert for the event or well, not an advert but a discussion on radio 2 and that brought in loads of people and then your army of pr people started putting toyota official press releases out and all this kind of stuff and it kind of mushroomed and it was great so that was it was really good and um, so we had the background it was just then to tell them put in it
0: yeah, so the uh, that that' that's, so much of this was about you cashing in on contacts and fevers. I'll I'll put it that way if you don't want to. So you had to phone up sort of people that you would bought a lot of slot cars from, <laughs> basically, yeah. and convince and convince them to turn up at a, what, what they mean. would think was that what they would think was a car showroom um, yeah. <laughs> for the well, weekend. Your offices, you know, if you think yeah.
1: yeah, we're going to do it at Toyota's offices, they think oh hey, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's no better than the town hall down the
1: road but again <laughs> i've sent a few pictures and stuff i mean the, the traders were were difficult understandably i guess that it was at that kind of time when traders were beginning to do their own swap meets organize their own swap meets the nsc were kind of dropping off organizing their own swap meets and there was a little bit of a kind of a, well okay yes we Do it, but we're not, we don't think it's going to be particularly successful, you know. So, you know, when we were booking tables and selling tables, oh, I'll take a table, uh, or I'll take two, and then quickly they realized as the event opened, damn it, I should have taken four or six or whatever because it was big. But most of the swap card dealers came on board quite quickly, but they were this. If I'm, I hope they, you know, they're probably not listening, so that's fine but
0: <laughs> oh yeah they are yeah they
1: are. Uh, everybody
0: listens millions everybody. But, everybody you know they everybody.
1: were um they were important to be there but they weren't actually going to be the bits that excited the new people that came along you know we needed tracks we needed things to play on we needed the all the manufacturers and that was that was the really difficult bit that was the tricky bit getting the manufacturers on board because again they had no comprehension of what we were sort of talking about scale wise was it going to be successful was there going to be lots of people there was it worth it and of course they're not all in the uk and that was the that was one of the big turning points for the nscc um i can't remember when they'd sort of changed their name because it used to be the national scale electrics collectors club and then it changed to the national slot car collectors club um which made more sense but it meant Ninco, SCX, Carrera, Electrics, Vanquish MG, slotter all those, at the time, I guess, new manufacturers.
0: Kind of, well, that was kind of it. I mean, the, yeah. in comparison to today, when there's, you know, I don't know how many, I've never counted them up, but if you go from the kind of boutique ones through to the, there must be 20 slot car makers, yeah. as it were. Uh, back then, it really was a relative handful.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean, contact because they're all, open, well, most of them were overseas. So mm-hmm. it meant a big investment for them to come. Um, but it was, I mean, some of them had UK distributors and all that kind of stuff. But it was really difficult to get them to commit to saying, yes, we'll come. Yes, we'll build a track. Yes, we'll do something exciting. Yes, we'll get behind it and promote it and all that kind of stuff. So that took a lot of effort. The, the upshot of it was, though, the, the benefit of it was, it was kind of the catalyst for them discussing the NSC with the NSCC more. So that event helped to then gel and you had uh, members of the NSCC who became like liaison officers with SCX, NINCO and all this kind of stuff. And I think, I'm not a member anymore, but I
0: think that kind of carries on even today. Um, I believe so, again, like you, my membership lapsed a while ago and I think, uh, which is a, an then you know, again, probably a separate discussion on its own. But just to, to paint that picture, you said you know, pre internet, when I mean, you did not see pictures of slot cars, you know, you might see a car in a shop. Uh that probably was there maybe there was one or two websites that were mm-hmm. almost dial up dial up level of, you know, yeah. a picture would emerge after a while. So that monthly publication which was sort of on glossy paper and had a colour picture in the front and in the middle pages was often the only time you saw some of these something as exotic as an scx car yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so
1: once we got the manufacturers on board that was good swap meet dealers were on board that was great and that was like the background and then we wanted needed an activity so again fairly naively and we just went to all the different slot car clubs styles of racing everything you name it we just approached all of them and said will you come and Quite a few of them did, and it was great. So, we had um, so I've forgotten the name, is it Brisker, British Slot Car Racing Association? Basically, the jelly molds on uh-huh. million mile an hour cars. That we had them, yeah. um, we had dragsters, we had well, the I mean, sort of thing that we Norm, meet you and I used to race at Farnham, you know, hard-shelled uh-huh. plastic-bodied cars. Um, what else did we have? Oh, we the had dragsters, um, dragstrip drag racing. The dragsters. Huge, Amazing! I'd never seen it before that weekend. <laughs> it was great. Um,
0: and the Etrul guys, there was some,
1: a couple, yeah, there was that's good, Yeah, forget all this uh, stuff. It, uh, yeah. So we had kind of a bit of everything. So there was all these different flavors floating around, and just by luck, it, it just seemed to come together. So I mean, it was a lot of work. And then again, the, the last bit of the glue was okay. Why are we? How are we going to get all these races to come? <laughs> because you know they were all saying yeah i don't i don't buy slot cars i you know i make them and all this sort of stuff so we had a so we decided to have a race so we had the 25th anniversary slot car championship and which again i got all the manufacturers to sponsor god this is this is really coming back to me now we had from memory it was about like five classes like hornby scx ninco It, and vanquish mg that was it and all the clubs had to race these cars at their own clubs, send in the results, and then send you know nominate a winner. And then all the winners from that came to the event and they raced on. I can't remember how many tracks it was; probably a dozen tracks, big race tracks. And then there was a winner, and I made a a trophy with gold plated Remember them gold plated Van, slot vanquish
0: vanquish cars? I think they were. Yeah, they? well, not all of them.
1: One from each manufacturer, and they were all on this big thing. And then uh, we presented at the end of the weekend, and that was, that was it, really. And you, of course, then went completely over the top and managed to get a Formula One car, rally cars, real ones, these are not toy cars, um, F1 simulator, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was it was fantastic. I mean, there's some photos of me. I saw some photos of me the other day. <laughs> a, I looked a lot thinner, which was probably good. But I think somebody commented it, I looked quite ill. And it was a lot of stress. And and again, because I, I did it as a job, you know, people saying, well, oh, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? And it's like, um, well, you can go and do that, but just make sure you've done it and come and tell me you've done it. So, you know, I call these things. I'm a bit of a control freak. But anyway, it worked. I think we had about 1,800, 2,000 people through the door. And and the good thing about it was, was that, I don't know, maybe... Maybe half were seasoned slot car enthusiasts of some flavour. But the others weren't. And hopefully they sort of picked it up and, and went with it, really. So that was that. Was
0: well, I, I think I remember a sort of slightly bizarre sight, but but welcome. Where, uh, I can't remember if this was the Saturday or the Sunday. We are literally queuing down outside the building where... Families with young kids and stuff coming mm-hmm. to, as you, said, you know, not really knowing what they were coming to, but you know, and the kids were getting a chance to play on tracks, and you know, dad was getting his old interest reignited, and there was a general bubub of people having a good time. Um, and there was, and I think the other thing to f- don't forget, we had a dinner, didn't we, in the evening? So yeah. Everybody was so we spent Friday evening building. We spent you and you the crew that you somehow or the coerced into Yeah. This. Yeah. Built, built all these stands and tracks and things. Saturday we held the public event, and then Saturday night we had a dinner as a sort of celebratory dinner for the the club members. Yeah, uh, and then came back on Sunday morning and did did, did, it, did it all again. again.
1: And then ripped it down.
0: And then ripped it down. Yeah. So people listening may say, "Why they're really they're galloping through this? This sounds like a really significant thing. Why are they covering that off in fifteen minutes?" And the reason I'm covering that off in fifteen minutes, <laughs> <It's> the pair <apartheid. laughs> <laughs> it's just a pain to paint a picture. So having done this thing, which was great, and there was no, when going into it, there was no plan that it would become in but lots of people said to you, because they knew you'd organise it, that do it again, do it again, do it again. And you'd mentioned going to Abergavenny. So there was a few of us uh, who had a habit of going down to Abergavenny in Wales for the slot car rally, which at the time was a kind of one-off event that the guys did. And we were, you and I were kind of rally interested, and so there was a bit of a crossover there, and the guys down there are very interested in the rallying, obviously. And um, our habit on the way back was to stop at a pub somewhere in Hampshire yeah. uh, for a meal and talk. And I like to claim the credit. I'll do it. I'll be bold about it. <laughs> but over over dinner, I said, we were saying, I and mean, the aforementioned Spanish rallies, and we said, maybe we could go, and wouldn't it be great? And then we thought, well, we'll just get beaten, you know, we'll get we'll yeah. spend all that money to and get you We can't give no more Uh so I said, well why don't we just do it here? Why don't we have our own slot rally here, uh, build build the stages, we can do it in the building, blah blah blah. Now that must have been somewhere around about November, December time. Yeah. And the interesting thing for me is that between then and the following September, because we're coming up on the anniversary, uh we had another two day event it was called Slot Rally GB, uh, which had a huge number of tracks, stroke stages. Uh, again, hundreds of people coming to take – well, not hundreds taking part, but there may have been. I don't know. Well, I, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I
1: think there were. Yeah, there were yeah. hundreds. Uh, yeah. at,
0: at least – with- so, well. The cars that I've got that were entered have still got the number eighty six sticker on them, which seems to have been my entry number. So uh, <laughs> was there eight was at least, able. yeah, the, the, yeah, there was at least. But uh, so uh, and I was, I like to see people say, "Oh yeah, I'm, I kind of claim the credit for saying, Let's let's do it here. But of course, you did all the work because it was easy for me to go, "Yeah, we'll just do that again," because I hadn't done anything of that stuff. And the course of putting it back, but it, then. Hopefully, I mean, what you're going to remember is that when you then went to visit or called all these people before, yeah. again, sorry, though you'd called before, they were more ready, willing and able. Is that, is that the recollection of what it was like?
1: Uh, it is the recollection. I don't know how accurate that recollection is. <laughs> but it was certainly easier. And I think the, the one thing that sticks in my mind that I was reminded of the other day when I saw this photo was Mark and Julie's scale, because they, they've always been great supporters that I mean any stupid idea that I've had, they've always been on board and they've been really good at, you know, and Sean's been good and all that kind of stuff. But I do remember looking down from the balcony at Slot Rally G B, the second event that we did, and I think Mark and Julie had had like, I don't know, maybe four or five tables at the first one. This time they had a small village. You know, it was huge, huge, massive play. It
0: was a big ale sheep, wasn't yeah, it? It was just uh, enormous
1: Oh, okay, uh, we've kind of got it now. And I think all the other manufacturers were back on board. Some of them not so much, obviously, because it was sort of rally orientated. So I don't think Vanquish MG were involved anymore because they didn't make rally cars, so that's fair enough. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot easier. The, the 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 pain of starting the event and all that kind of stuff was considerably easier. And bizarrely, it must have been about that kind of time when, you know, we were saying it was pre-internet. Well, that this must have been that kind of time when the internet started to uh, and slot cars started to come together. I, mean, I can't give you a date, but at that time, so marketing the event was easier. And again, we said, well, we want to do a, a race, a rally. How are we going to do that? Well, we get all these people to you know invite them down or you know join the rally. The advantage of doing that was, of course, we didn't have to have any pre events we didn't have to have rallies before people could just turn up i can't remember how many stages
0: there were do you do you remember i'm good to see 20 yeah but, uh, that, that's a tough that's doing it without looking at anything I yeah think i would the... say that's
1: probably something around that yeah low high yeah. teens 20 something like that so we had 20 stages that they had to get through over two days um and just like normal slot rallies that me and you have done now um they just went around in small groups and, and, and tackled each stage, stroke track as they went along. Um, some of them were dead simple. Um, some of them not not so simple. And that, that was well, the other thing. We wanted to make it, um, I guess,
0: let's be honest, as good as we could as the Spanish ones were. That's, that was the goal, wasn't it? That was – that was, well, we had – again, none, none of us had been to any of the Spanish events. So we're were. Basing this on the few images and things that we would have seen um and essentially what we saw were big mostly ninko tracks that had scenery on them and the maybe buildings but rocks and all that kind of stuff yeah. and I think so I going through the I will not remember all twenty but i I can remember the one I built, but we'll come back to that but you had some built people brought some, so I know that the Wolverhampton Club brought down a very nice uh, wood routed track, which was a a relatively small. I think it was like two sheets of MDF that kind yeah. of clipped clipped together. But it was beautifully uh, sort of painted as a little a little test circuit. Um, there was a Ninko track, which was built using both Ninko black track and Ninko rough track. They were yep. the of which was of course a nightmare for any car which didn't have any ground clearance. Um, the uh, there was Skeletrix track. There was a number. I think and I think SCX through the uh, yeah that... through their UK
1: distributor. Steve hmm. is it AEC? Hmm. I think he put together about four, possibly more tracks. He really got on board with it, and it was it was great. That was really
0: good. But yeah. Also... So there was a... yeah. Go on. I would, no, so, so I I the one I made I said because I had a whole load of Britain's Farm yeah. uh, things. Uh, so I made, And I bought a whole load of green electric track from the old horse racing sets uh, and made a track that wove between sort of barns and farm buildings and tractors and cows and painted the surroundings green. So was, in theory, it looked like a farm stage. And uh, a bit like you, when you stood on the balcony and you looked down, um, then there was all these tracks mixed in with all the stalls. I think there was also the hill climb which is probably worth the conversation on it.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, that was okay. So that was how are we going to make this special? Let's build a hill climb. And, again, we wanted to make it uh, this hill climb stage. We wanted it to be, you know, fantastic, fully scenic, la-di-da-di-da. Um, so, again, not that my my suppliers really had any choice, but I basically said, um, can I come down and use your workshop on oh, all your materials and all your tools <laughs> and for free, And can I build a slot car track? Yeah, no problem, Gareth. And, of course, they think, well, it's going to be about the size of a ping-pong table. (laughs) Not not
0: quite. (laughs) Not quite.
1: Uh, And and we we started building this thing. And I've forgotten the guys' names. There There was a father and son there that were quite regular racers. And they came down and helped a lot. A lot of the Farnham guys came down and helped a lot. And it was really good. And we just started building this thing just laying out these tracks with those Ninko loops. Are they, are they loops, on there, they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hill climb loops on it. At the bottom, we just started building it and saying, okay, well, we'll just build it on the floor and see where it goes. And then we'll we'll ele- we'll start to elevate it because we want it to be you know, a hill climb. So we built it and we built it and it was all good. And, you know, lots of timber. I mean, this thing weighed a ton. And it probably took about, oh, God, I don't know, a month and a half worth of weekends, and we built this thing. We finished it, and we stepped back. Oh, we you you provided that Britain's one thirty second castle or
0: something like that, and that was at the time? No, the, the castle Regu- regular regular may do. There's an on running joke. Yeah, we I, I had a habit of going on eBay and just searching for one thirty second and seeing what came up. Yeah. Most of the time, it was diecast or Britain's farm animals or speedway bikes or all that sort of stuff. Um, but but I, there was a, a, a castle, a uh, sort castle of medieval. The- the- in fact, I think there was a range of castles actually. It was a medieval castle and we bought one for the hill climb. Uh and I bought one, which famously is still in the box. I've not taken it out of the box. But just to present scale, so lengthwise, um on the ground, this thing was at least uh fifteen, maybe even more, twenty feet long. Oh feet. Uh don't work in feet. Um Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm it old. was I'm, about, old. I'm old, I'm old. It was probably about
1: Four or five metres wide, yeah, four metres wide. Okay,
0: okay. And yeah, and then it wound up fairly steeply. Yeah. And when we installed it in the building, a measure of how high up this went, it reached the upper floor. So it was going up at least another 20 feet by the time yeah. you went up there. Yeah. Um, but you put a deadline um, on it. That was the thing. Oh, I... <laughs> I don't remember this. Well, no, the thing you
1: didn't put a deadline on it, but there was a deadline because we started building this thing and we wanted to get it finished, and you said, "Oh, let's take it to Goodwood."
0: Uh huh.
1: So, whenever it was that we decided to do this event,
0: So winter. T- so, yeah, I think winter. it was like December. December. So
1: when's Goodwood? Goodwood is sort of July, early June, Eve, July, June, July, something like that. Oh, it's the It wasn't the It's was the hill plan, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, we put it on the Toyota stand. Oh, fantastic, brilliant bit of <laughs> promotion, marketing the NSCC, so you can get some new members and all that kind of stuff. Brilliant. So that was the deadline. <laughs> I do remember this. Again, I had to ring up one of the suppliers and say, "Right, we built this thing. Uh, I need you to take it down to Goodwood or something." Like, that. <laughs> and it, like okay, yeah, no problem. Where is it? Oh, it's at the Touch and Such. It was near Uxbridge somewhere. Um, <laughs> we got the lorry. The bloody thing wouldn't fit in the lorry, so we had to, we literally had to cut it in half before we could even get <laughs> it on the lorry. Take it to Goodwood. Run it for the whole weekend because we had. To, um, we had all these Formula One drivers coming along and driving on the hill, and of course they all wanted to drive whatever they were driving. So we had Formula One cars going up the rally hill climb, which was quite.
0: Yeah, funny. Yeah. And Lord- we well, even had Lord, Lord March even. Though there's a picture somewhere of Lord March having yeah. a, having a go on it. Yeah,
1: so that was great, and I've. <laughs> I've still got the Toyota ice cream jacket that you gave us all for all the volunteers.
0: <laughs> the F one replica, gear. yeah, no, no. yeah. Again, we should see for the American and Canadian listeners when he says lorry, we mean truck. Yes, so, sorry, like yeah, like, okay. like a yeah, U <laughs> like haul or whatever transportation was a, device. Anyway, transportation yeah. device, right. yeah. Transportation but it, was, cool. it gives gives an impression of how big this thing was. It was huge, um, yeah. and it so it, it took up a, a big part of it. But again, in terms of the impact, even for us who were fairly you know used to kind of manufacturers doing things like this or slot car events at all when you're faced with something which is like literally a wall of track going yeah. up and it's fully painted rock faces and scenery and it's got a castle at the top yeah
1: and it's got <laughs> stairs up the side so, you, so the marshals yeah. climb up the side yeah. and climb over the top of it so yeah yeah
0: I don't want. I don't want to think about the health and safety implications. Nah, did, of, that. But
1: there, was of there was a handrail. There
0: was a handrail. Do remember handrail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that was certainly one of the stages. And I think they uh, again, yeah, there was. And um, one of the things I did uh, that appealed to me about rallying in general, and uh, where I I remember exerting some influence was rather than just having kind of a one class overall winner thing, I, and you know, people who know me will recognise I was self interested. I said, let's have lots of different classes. Mm. So, yeah, there was an overall winner, but there was best electric car, best Ninko car, best Carrera car, best blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, And you had arranged prizes and everything for every class. Um, And the reason I wanted to do that was to encourage people who said, well, I'm I'm, I'm never going to win against these guys, but I've got this Carrera car or I've got this, in theory, very unsuitable car for any kind of competition. The experts would see, but you know, if you enter it against the same cars, you're yeah. not going to do too badly. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the most ridiculous one, when I think I ended up, I think that I did a win it. I can't remember. I may have done. Was the um? And I'm going to, as I'm speaking. I'm going to forget the name. Who was it made that very limited run of Celicas? Nice Celica models. Wasn't it Gom. Oh, Gom was it? Gom. 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 G U M, which stood. For, I can't remember. Gom, what GOM France, what? stood for. Uh, but yeah, gum. I think and, uh, me and uh, so... you are
1: probably the only people in the UK <laughs> who have one.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so I think I have got a, a, some sort of medal, something or other. For that. But it was it was something I was I think picking up on both what the guys in Abergavenny were doing because they would have when we go down there, they'd have best different kind of. Car. Yeah,
1: that, I mean, but... all credit to them because that was that was the catalyst. That was definitely. It's not like it's not like we were reinventing the wheel. We were just.
0: Maybe making it a bit bigger. We we're making it a lot, <laughs> a lot bigger. Um, and again, touches the, the rally fans in us all. And again, utilizing your contacts, you came up with a logo for the event, ah. which was a, which I think we say homage. Ah, Shall we say homage to on. the Rally Monte Carlo?
1: Hang on one second. Funny you should mention that, Scott, because <laughs> I need just to, I it I like need to scroll it across the screen because I'm only. This is just, there we go.
0: Do it. Sl- do it slowly. Do it slowly. Um, so yeah, that we uh, we could have. I remember that going back and forth between us saying, "Yeah, put the logo here. Put that in here." And you um, printed
1: thousands of these. Thousands. They're still. Yeah. Um, I could probably use them for loft insulation, but anyway,
0: Oh, do if there are some. Wait a minute, we'll get them on eBay. I might buy me the <laughs> odd slot car. Don't worry. Um, but it was a, a mention, and I the. Yeah, so that the actual event itself. Again, it was sort of two people. One of the things I remember was people arriving, so there was a kind of a swap meet going on for people. But there was also all these stages and a whole bunch of people wanting to enter this event. And the first thing they had to do was go into one of our big meeting rooms where we had various tables set up for people doing, you know, watch, uh, so, you know what's your name, what scrutineering. So you're watching what you doing, checking the cars for. I don't know what we were taking them for.
1: Just making sure that you know they hadn't been—I don't know, whatever. But yeah, there was a, there were rules, and that, that you know, I guess like everything, you know, you, you have to make some rules, and it, that was quite complicated. But again, we used the abug sort of basis for that. Um, but most of them were stock, like you said, and you know, you could race in the Carrera class and win some handsome prizes. To be honest, um, and, and people did so,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, and it was which then of course the other great tradition of a, a rally that as I remember them from the ones I went to in the eighties, that's is, this is proper rallies with real cars because a prize giving ceremony oh, yeah. where there was a kind of relatively endless <laughs> because it, we had all these classes and it was first, second and third in every class, there was a kind of reading out so and so was one this and so It was like it was like
1: remember- a <laughs> Toys R Us warehouse dump, wasn't it? And there was just like yeah. prizes everywhere. It was great. I mean
0: Fantastic! It was good. It was yeah. There's some lovely and there's some lovely you know, happy people coming out the back who never won anything on a slot car track before. you yeah. would come home with you know, a, yeah. a big set or something that you got them. Um, again, one of the so uh, could you? I, I don't remember. I don't know any. Trying to say trouble. Trouble's the wrong word for it. I don't remember the memory, which of course feeds out all the other. I just remember this lovely sunlit days of happy playing with toy cars sort of yeah. thing
1: and you overfilling the water splash
0: well the water splash is worth the mention because even today when i occasionally put that picture up you know you get everybody oh you can't possibly do that i go well we did um i don't again i'm not going to claim credit for the water the idea for the water splash but you can definitely claim credit for building it because you did yeah. physically build it i think it's um i think it might still be in wales I mean,
1: we gave it to Wales, so I think they might still have it. I don't know if it's still. I
0: I haven't used it recently, so if it is still down there, Ah. it doesn't get used. And I know it divided uh, a divided opinion. So just to explain again how, so again, real rallying, the water splash, one of the most iconic pictures Mm -hmm. of any rally, particularly Rally GB, which was kind of what we were, was the car go through water. So. There was whoever came up had uh, the idea. You were then tasked with building a water splash. Resource. Yeah, there was.
1: The, I think there was some black and white photos rolling around of some club, and I I want to say bizarrely, some club in Norway or something, where they had a a four lane track which they basically built on top of bin bags and then sunk it down into the water. And everybody said, "Oh, you can't do that! You can't do that!" And then I said, "Well, yeah, you can. We just use deionized water. Fine." Right, okay, let's make it work. So we proved, the, I can't remember how we proved it, but it's, you know, everybody runs, or not everybody, but lots of people run their motors in in water, don't they? So
0: it's going to work. All, only, only the people who take it seriously. Okay, go. Yeah, fair enough,
1: okay. <laughs> some weirdos. Anyway, so we said, right, well, let's make a water splash. Um, and again, like all these things, it says it sounds quite easy, Yep. we're just going to put some track in some water and put a little loop on it, and that'll be that. But again, you've got to think, well, no, well, people are going to want to take photos, la la la. So we made it quite good. So I remember just getting an eight before sheet, cutting a hole in it, sinking the track down lower, and then thinking, right, how do I fill this thing up without it leaking? Because it's going to be there all weekend. So I then had to fiberglass the whole thing. (laughs) And the whole thing was fiberglass to make it waterproof. Then we fixed all the track down, and then we put all the scenic stuff on and there was like a little scenic section, probably only probably only a meter and a half wide by you know maybe only half a meter deep but that was a scenic bit and then you went around another little loop around the around the back, which was great and it was really good fun and it did give some great photos and I remember at the time I think I had a GoPro camera or something like that where you could set it up to do multiple shots or and I had my big digital camera and all that sort of stuff so I was getting these Big water splash photos because I think we used it at Abegani first. I'm not quite remember, and um, that was great. But all the professionals, the serious racers, are saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, can I do that stage last?" Because they don't want <laughs> you know, I don't want to ruin my tyres. And it's like, no, you just do it in the same way as everybody else. And they are going, "I oh, know, I really want to do it last. I really want um, to." No, it was good fun. And that, and that was well, that I- was good. I think that was one of the big takeaways. Like you say, whenever it comes online now, people say, oh, how'd you do that? How would you do that? But I do remember there's this picture of you with like five litres of I <laughs> water and I probably only bought three <laughs> bottles of it. And there's this picture of you and I'd filled it up to some sort of regulation line. There was probably some little painted watermark on there.
0: It, it was probably scale. Yeah, It was probably would have been the, the scale depth of a, a, a Ford that rally cars would have gone through. Um, and I no, you're you're okay. You're still running. Uh-huh. It's it's um. Yeah. Sorry, Do you want and to uh, again? No, no. So the um. So I remember going downstairs, wandering around while the events going on, and seeing the water splash running, and the water was only, you know, axle high or whatever. Yeah. And I went, no, 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 we need more than that. And sort of pouring more in, so it was up to kind of like I don't know. But I swear the benefit of that was the pictures that must have been you who took them or your camera right. who took them. Pictures of the slot cars with bow waves coming over yeah, yeah. the bonnets and yeah. over the, which just look absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And that's uh, you know, that the abiding memory of that. And I do the cars were fine. I mean, I think we provided yeah. kind of heat, hair, hair dryers and tissues and everything for yeah. to dry oh, the, we did the the have hair dryers.
1: Off. I mean, talk about health and safety. Yeah, bottles of water, hair dryer, wet rags <laughs> just... Nothing can go wrong. But I do remember them? one what? thing. I'd water. I'd fibreglass the bit where the cars went into the water. But then when they come up and out of the water, it was just timber. Uh, and I, th- I think it was SCX or Skelet- old Skeletrics track. And I remember somebody ringing me, uh, somebody sort of saying on the event, oh, Gareth, um, the water splash is leaking. And I thought, I don't think so. I mean, it's fiberglass. It should be fine. What I hadn't really factored in was, I don't know, 200 cars going through this, dragging the water out onto the wooden bit. And yes, it was leaking onto... Your carpet in your offices, in the cafe, or something like that downstairs. I mean, it's a sort of go round, and um, a bit of gaffer tape here, and a bit of gaffer tape there, and a bin bag here. Honestly.
0: But it was, it was a, it, well. Actually, what I thought you were going to see was because you'd very carefully constructed this, as you see, the water splash was like an S-bend under the water, and yeah. little reeds beside it, and it climbed and came down either side. and Then there was a track higher up, yeah, which we thought was going to be the easy bit. But because the cars brought the water through, the track became soaking. So the cars had no trouble going through the water splash, but yeah. climbing up the ramp and going along a little bit was actually where it was really tricky. Yeah. Uh, it became a much tougher challenge than it than it, it seemed. Yeah. No, it was it, it was it was very very good stuff. Um, probably as I, as I suspected, once we got going on this, we could go for too long, but and we may come back to it. But given that it was, I think even before the end of the first or the second day. You were being approached by people saying, "Do it again, do it again, do another one, yeah, which you quite rightly said no, no. <laughs> i
1: mean I mean, yeah, it was um it was a hell of a job, and you know, like all these things, you need a few key people, and i you know I've, there there were lots of volunteers, and the problem is with all these events, volunteers on the day, yeah, they're helpful, they come along, they help, they do what they're asked to do, and everybody's happy. It's not actually that bit. It's all the stuff that goes before it. And it just became a bit of a monster in terms of running an event. But stupidly, again, probably your suggestion, it did carry on, um, but not as an event. I mean, from that event spawned the Slot Rally GB championship, um, championship, which was, again, logistically interesting. Um but mainly run by the clubs, and I was just basically the the glue that held it together and and put the scores up on slot forum. I think it was at the time. So it did spawn into that, and I think that carried on for um, two or three years. I think I want to say well,
0: more than that because the, the slot rally GB, the, the big event we've been talking about, was two thousand six. Right, uh, I'm, I'm sure I've seen sort of event posters which you designed for. Yeah, I'm looking individual at individual rallies at twenty. Th- yeah, I've got 2010
1: ones there, and I don't know what the other ones. What's that one? So I'm looking at slot. Oh, here we go. So I'm looking at. You're going to have to excuse me. I'm not going to do an unboxing because I know you hate those. But that was <laughs> that was the electrics car slot rally GB. Well, car from the 25th anniversary event. That was the, they would make 50 of those, and then that was the car which was a team slot obviously team slot for um the slot ready gb the second event and then thereafter that however many years we did it i started getting limited edition cars made for um the championship which was which was good so these were there's probably only about 50 of these made um and then we had you know again gold silver bronze ones for the championship one so bizarrely well not bizarrely they're some of the few slot cars that i've still kept um and they're in the cabinet behind behind the camera um yeah so they're there but that was another thing that was quite good fun was getting manufacturers to make all these cars whether they were just plain white and i sat there like the first one sticking decals on for <laughs>
0: I hours
1: hours and hours and hours and wishing i'd never done it and then doing it all again and then finally, I'm looking at it now, team slot said, don't need to do decals, Gareth. We will tampo print them. And it's like, "Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I remember just <laughs> sending them the artwork and they came back. Thank you very much. And they've got, I mean, it's difficult to see. I can't really show this on the camera very well, but listed on the top here is all the, the rallies that we did in 2012. So it's an AEC rally. That was the SCX distributor, Steve. Wolverhampton, Manx, Mm -hmm. Flyaway, Flyaway stages. Flyaway, overseas. Overseas, Uh, yep. Y-Valley, obviously, summer stages. Oxford, Pedro's Club. Uh, PSR, rally stages, Pendle. Pendle, yeah. Farnham, obviously, centre of the universe. And then the the final one was the Y-Valley Winter Rally. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six,
0: seven, eight. Eight rallies, which is not bad. It's not bad. Well, the... I think it's held in great affection. Actually, lots of people still say they, you know, they remember it well and they want to do it. So, I think great credit to you for putting it. It's all very well me or anyone else going, "Why don't we do this?" But you kind of stitched it all together and made it happen. And clearly, as you've outlined, cajoled lots of people to yeah. do things. There's lots of other people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Again, the NSCC. Without them, they, we wouldn't have been able to do it. And then you know these things mushroom, don't they? And, and again, like I say, at that time. I guess it was a sort of slot car forum in its infancy, and that was that
0: was helpful that was a key part I think again the forum was probably three four years old yeah uh, when the first event was happening, and the again the significance to remember that was it meant people who were into slot cars who could otherwise be completely isolated you know they, they might not they might live five miles from a slot car club, but they wouldn't know it. And it actually brought everybody together. So it meant an event like that was actually a physical gathering point for all these people who'd kind of got to know. I mean, um, the, the other uh, bit, sorry, just about to say, sorry to interrupt. You, Scott. I was going to say, I think one of the reasons that
1: I really liked doing the slot rally bits, as opposed to the races, and we, we went to lots of races. We did the 24-hour things, didn't we? We used to go on these big... Well, we, well, we didn't quite. We broke no, down. Okay, because, we broke down. <laughs> Detail... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know we went to all these races and they were you know they were good fun but obviously there were people there that were considerably better than us and far better prepared lardy duddy, whatever but what I really liked about the slot rally events all of them and the big show and all that kind of thing is you went around in little groups and mm. you helped each other you marshaled each other you chatted took the mickey out of each other repaired cars whatever we had to do and it was and it's actually quite social and I think that was the thing because I think slot car racing can be quite sort of solitary, even if you're at a club, because you know, you rise down and tunnel vision and whatever. But the slot rally events, it seemed to be more social. There was more chatting and it was good fun. And I, and that I think is really good. I really like that.
0: I, I I agree. And I think the other, the format is better than. Race. I mean, I've been to a few things where there's, you know, races and things and I'm no good, but, and it's fine. That's just not my thing. The beauty of doing a, a slot rally is—you do all of it. Everybody does all of it. The guy who wins has done exactly the same distance as the guy who came last. Yeah. There's none of this—you haven't won your heat, or you—you you, you can now sit down, and these guys are going to have heat finals them. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so you're involved for the entirety of the thing, and like real rallying, you know, it's kind of—it takes its time, and there's there's kind of something to watch. Yeah. So, um, I think the for, the reason for, not just because our Spanish brothers are. Mad keen on rallying and mad keen on slot cars, and therefore it's a a marriage made in heaven for them. And certainly, the, even to, the, to these these days, I look at the pictures that come out of some of the the events over there and yeah. gobsmacking. But yeah. this this
1: still here. no idea how to set up a slot car for running in flour or whatever it is they use
0: <laughs> witchcraft. <laughs> Actually, did we? Uh, no, no, I won't. <laughs> we did. We not have well, some. Well, we didn't have any.
1: I don't think we had oh did we we probably did you know we probably did get the dust i think we put some flour on one of them and it probably went horribly wrong but even so it's still when they do it and you watch them all slow motion sliding around this think, yeah that looks pretty good fun but anyway
0: but... fantastic next time next yeah. time okay i'm going to stop there because we'll, we, we'll go on and on so thank you for that and uh, thank you for listening uh, as i hope you have been if you get to listen to this bit um I might convince Gareth to talk more because one of the other great interesting things about Gareth is he had a huge slot car collection and he doesn't have it anymore because he lost the... Let's use a religious... He lost the faith. <laughs> and, uh, and it's replaced by uh, plastic idols, which if those are watching on YouTube you will see he's a big Tintin figure collector now. Um, but I think it's interesting for those of us who are still deeply entrenched in the addiction to buying... Toy cars with electric motors in them, uh, that you had this enviable collection. Some of which I managed to get from you, um, but then you kind of almost overnight, and the too much to explain. Almost overnight, fairly quickly anyway. Um, so we might come back and talk about that because I think that's an interesting, an interesting side to it. Anyway, okay. thank you, Gareth. Thank, thank you for that, and thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you again next time.